now you're... I think he was probably just a little bit bitter that we didn't say we creamed our pants over his film. Well, we we liked parts of it. Yeah. But, yeah, anyway, maybe I'll cut that bit out of the intro, maybe. Have you started recording? Yeah, I have started recording, yeah. All right. So, shall I uh, make a start? Yeah, but before you do, I just want to say something to you. What's that? I want to say, may the peace of inner self bring us joy. Okay. Hello and welcome to a Halloween-themed edition of the Just Arrived Films podcast. It's episode 23, the scariest number of them all. Uh, my name is Chip Thompson and I'm joined as always by my co-host, co-founder and the always ghoulish, no matter what time of the year, Mr Dominic Pillai. Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm alright. I'm a little bit shocked that we're doing this podcast at 10 to 11 in the evening. It's Halloween! Yeah. That's going to come up quite a lot. Uh, if this is your first time listening and you're a benevolent spirit... That's not the right word, is it? Benevolent? Benevolent. 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 Is that right? (laughs) Stop looking at me and give me the answer. (laughs) If this is your first time listening and you're a benevolent spirit, welcome. We are two independent Ghostbusters who are all about removing the head and destroying the brain of the undead and are doing so from beyond the grave. I like to think of us as the podcast equivalent of something scary because it is Halloween. It's just the bit that you wrote down that you got annoyed about because I turned your computer off by mistake. Yeah, it's exactly what I wrote the first time round as well. Okay, so it didn't really make that much it's difference, like did it? Ghost gold. Yeah. Halloween. Ooh. I always admire the amount of effort that you put into these podcasts. I always admire the lack of effort you put into these podcasts. Thanks, man. Let's get into the first segment. Well, we open the podcast as we always do uh, with a film review of something we have seen in the previous days of our lives. Um, Dom, have you got a horror film for us to review? Because it is Halloween. Ooh. No, you're going to review like Paddington or something, aren't you? Yeah. No, I uh, I went to the cinema. What? Say what? Um, yeah, I went to the cinema and saw Crimson Peak, which is the new Guillermo... De Toro. I don't know why I said it like <laughs> Do you that. Have to say that. <laughs> I said it in a ghoulish way. Um, yeah, with Tom Hiddleston, um, Jessica Chastain, and Mia Wachowska. Okay, your uh, pronunciations just getting better and better this yeah. episode. Carry on. So, um, I was actually I'm really looking forward to seeing this film. You um, have seen this film. Yeah, I was looking forward oh. to it previous oh. to seeing it um, because it's a you know, a gothic, just build a sort of gothic romance, gothic horror, uh, and look looked awesome, uh, and I have mixed feelings about it. Okay. Um, so I'll start with the positive. Uh, it looked great, and uh, the performances were very good, but... And I'd heard good things about it. It's got very good reviews. And uh, so I was very excited about it. But I found ultimately quite disappointing because it felt... If you're familiar with kind of gothic fiction, it was extremely derivative, but not in a good way. I I just felt like I'd seen it all before, but done better. And there was there's a sort of revelation that happens at the end of the film, which I can't really go into. No, I just give it all away. But no, you, don't don't do that. Yeah, where it's meant to be a revelation, but I was kind of like, well, didn't we already know that? That 
that's really obvious from the start. But I don't know. I think that it'd be interesting to see. Maybe it plays better to a an an audience that's not so familiar with those films. I don't know. But I just felt like um, I'd seen it all done before, but better. And there was a lot of stuff which just didn't work for me. It just felt very over the top. And I don't know. I just I came away disappointed, which is a shame because I really wanted to like it. I was the sort of target audience for this film I felt um, and it it didn't really do it for me oh, that's disappointing yeah. do you think you were taken in by the marketing because from what I've heard, I haven't seen the film but from what I've heard um, it's kind of advertised as a horror film but really it's kind of like a romance with ghosts not like the film Ghost but... no well you say that but I felt that there was too much, too much ghosts. Okay. Uh, I, and I felt like the ghosts didn't really add anything at all. They were just sort of thrown in there because uh, De Toro does monsters well. So you know they were sort of monsterish ghost characters, which was meant to, they're sort of meant to embody the emotions of the character. That's how gothic fiction works, really. But they just felt like very tacked on, and I felt like they could have told that story without the ghosts and it would have been just as well more effective really mm. so um i just seen that film before i've seen that film before i've seen it it's a, it felt like an amalgamation of sort of a few films main primarily alfred hitchcock's rebecca uh and you know lots of other sort of uh roger corman edgar Allan poe films you know and i love all that stuff and i wanted uh, it just it i was disappointed Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. I was disappointed with his last film, Pacific Rim. I thought it was rubbish. I had no interest in Pacific Rim. Um, this was meant to be, it was sort of advertised as his comeback to his sort of, uh, you know, the sort of films he made this in the Spanish films, you know, like Pan's Labyrinth and stuff, which was brilliant. Uh, so a lot of people said, oh, this was like one of those films, but in English language. It's not as good. It's not as good as those films. Well, how many spooky pumpkins would you give it out of, 666 uh, I don't know <laughs> I would say maybe uh, 175 175 spooky pumpkins for yeah. Crimson Peak okay well let's see if any of the hashtag podcast peeps would give it any more spooky pumpkins this is Halloween my film that I'm going to review is the reason that we are podcasting at such an ungodly hour. I mean, we're in dressing gowns and blankets and we've got a microphone and it's just not it's just not the done thing, you know. Because um, we have... <laughs> Don't try and be posh. <laughs> I'm not sure what I was trying to do You there. can't be posh. Oh, right. I'm tired. Uh, anyway, we've just literally finished watching The Exorcist. What, that famous horror film? That uh, well-known one from the 70s that yeah. I've never seen before until about two hours ago. Uh-huh. I had a lot of trepidation about watching it because I was scared. Yeah. Not going to lie, I'm a pansy. Um, even though I do, I, you know, I watch horror films and stuff, but I guess because this one has a, it's got quite a big reputation going into it, hasn't it? You know, you hear the hype about people losing their legs in the cinema because it was so scary. Yeah. And, you know... 
being all, attacked by rodents. Yeah, all the scuttlebutt yeah. around surrounding it. And just for years and years, people be like, oh, watch that, you'll have a nightmare. Yeah. That's mostly my Well, it's mom. kind of billed as the scariest film ever. Yeah, it? It pretty yeah, much. Yeah, like, it's got that reputation as, yeah. you know, it's, it's the Goodfellas of horror films in the sense of that's the gangster film of gangster films and... I don't know where you go with that. No, I, I kind of got lost with that one. Yeah. But let's review the film because we watched it. Let's and, do that. And let's say some words. Um, I yeah, I wouldn't say I was disappointed because I didn't have expectations on it. But I guess I didn't get uh, a complete mind uh, fuck that I was expecting. To be perfectly honest, I was expecting to have my head proper proper messed with, and I thought I'd be all feeling all off and a bit like. Bleh. And afraid to go to the bathroom by myself. But as you were witness to, sort of, I did go to the bathroom by myself just a few minutes ago. You did. You did have to have the light on, though. Yeah, but that's for hygiene reasons more than anything else. I don't want to pee on your bathroom floor. You could do, but, you know. No, I don't want to, though. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I wasn't disappointed, but maybe um, I just needed to get over that kind of the, the fear of watching it to begin with. Maybe I need to go and re-watch it one day and maybe evaluate it better then because I feel like it's it's difficult to do right now because I was a bit like, oh, that wasn't as bad as, as I was expecting. Yeah. I've come to realise that I think one thing I don't like in horror films is um, like the prolonged shots of like creepy-looking things. Right. Like if, you, if there's just a flash and it's just a sort of like, Wah! then I'm okay after that initial... Wah! But when it comes to sort of just looking into the eyes of darkness of a soul of the devil, I just don't like it. Like it's just it's it's a bit overpowering for me, and I don't know what that is. So maybe, yeah. <laughs> so I couldn't resist because it was just such a weird sound. It is Halloween. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I kind of discovered that that might be my thing when it comes to horror films is I don't like prolonged uh, visuals of scary things. Oh, that's funny because most people like that. <laughs> this is the worst. This is the worst review of a film ever because I don't really have anything to say about it because I feel like I need to watch it again to kind of digest it. And there was there's just kind of little parts of it I didn't understand. It's ambiguous, obviously, mm. and intentionally so. Um, but I think it's something I'd like to look into a bit more. And um, probably not going to watch the sequels because I hear very bad things. I can't be bothered with horror sequels. There's low. I mean, I just. From, you know, there's a lot of these sort of classic horror films mm. like the you know Exorcist, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, um, Friday the Thirteenth, Halloween. Just want to see the originals. Not bothered about any of the sequels. Yeah, I have no interest in the, doing like ten of the Jason films or no, whatever. It's not. I'm not. I don't care really. I don't no. care. No, I don't care. Um, well, can I say something about the Exorcist? Because this is the third time I've seen it now. Okay. Um, and I came away. Uh, from it exactly the same as you did first time I saw it um, I sort of thought oh what's that's not as bad as you know that, that I kind of had this expectation that it'd be really scary because it has this reputation mm. and I kind of went well I didn't find that scary at all uh, you know what was that what's the what's all the fuss about um, and then I felt like yeah but a lot of people think this is really great film and I didn't really feel that either and I've watched I didn't get that yeah I didn't get this powerhouse of cinema yeah famously it's Mark Kermode's favourite film ever ever and for that reason alone I was like well I need to re-evaluate re- this re-evaluate it uh, and uh, so I've seen it a second time 
and then because you were really keen to see it, but not on your own, uh, on a pansy. Yeah, uh, I've watched it a third time now, and I think that uh, some of the ambiguous elements become slightly less ambiguous the more you watch it. But for me, um, I still don't think it still doesn't quite do it for me. I I, I know this might be sacrilege uh, to the horror world, but it's not it's not one of my favourite horror films by by a long way. Um, there's some really great sequences in there, mm-hmm. uh, and you know all the stuff with uh, what's her name, Reagan, Linda Blair, Linda Blair. All of that stuff is is really good. Um, good performance. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's the film's very much wrapped up about the idea of sort of science versus faith and religion and Christianity. And I guess maybe I'm really interested in in. I, I think maybe I don't know. I'm having I'm having the same problems that you're having. Yeah, I find it a difficult film to talk too much about. Yeah. Because there's not a lot there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. But at the same time there's nothing that I'm has got me excited or sort of you know that that buzz you get when you've seen a really good film. Yeah. And you you just feel a connection to it in a way yeah that you just what well, you want to talk about it. You want to talk about all the things you like. But with The Exorcist, I didn't there wasn't anything that really moved me and in you know in that that in that gut feeling you get with a good film I yeah. just I didn't get any of that no not it's, a lot of appreciation I guess yeah it's an interesting film but yeah it's not, I'm glad I, I saw it I'm yeah. glad I finally see it and I can tick that off the list um, yeah but for now not a lot of love for The Exorcist no well I'd like to hear from the hashtag podcast peeps because there's I'm probably sure quite a lot of uh, horror fans out there who probably love The Exorcist. Uh, you know, it has a reputation of being a classic of the genre. Um, so, yeah, let's, let's put it out there. Well, how about now that we've reviewed a couple of uh, mainstream, well-known horror films, how about we give the limelight to an independent artist like we do every week and uh, review a short horror film? Now, I, I, What a good idea. I, I thought so. Thank you, Dom. Thank you. Uh, I put the word out on Twitter uh, last week that we were looking for a short horror film to watch, and the first person to get back to me was uh, Jeff Harmer, and he sent us his review, uh, his film, uh, Selfie, which is a short horror film, as I may have mentioned previously when I was setting this segment up. Is that because this is the horror podcast? It is a Halloween-themed edition of our podcast, which is a film podcast. Yes, Dom, you are correct. Uh, so, what do you want to say about Selfie? Shall I go first? Okay. Um, well, I really liked the concept uh, and the initial setup for it. Um, I'm not... I've seen a few sort of TV programmes and films um, that do that whole thing of uh, having the text messages pop up on screen. Mm. Uh, on screen, sorry. And, uh, well, to set... It's a difficult film to set up because it's only seven minutes long. Mm. But there is a lady watching television... And she takes some selfies and some spooky stuff happens. Is that is that enough to say? To think? I think that's about all you can say. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah, I like the concept. Um, and the text message thing, the text message, text popping up on the screen, I think actually worked in the end. It actually won me over. It's something I've seen previously and not really liked, but I think that was pretty good. Um, have you seen the film Unfriended? That's really weird. Is that what you were going to say? I was going to say exactly so. the same thing. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yes, I have. I do find it interesting that modern horrors are incorporating modern uh, new technology into the genre. 
I, I think, think that's something that we'll probably see going forward. Well, I think the the thing is, uh, horror movies are prime, uh, you know, mainstream horror films. When you're talking about your paranormal activities and your insidiouses and all that, they're primarily aimed at teenage, you know, sort of. Fifteen to eighteen yeah. year olds. It's that whole so, driving concept, isn't it? So it's about trying to trying to engage that uh, that age group by incorporating those aspects of of modern day life, as whether it be Skype or social media or, or whatever. So uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's we're gonna you know, we're not gonna see the end of that. I think that uh, I I agree. I thought the the main sort of conceit. Of this worked really well, uh, and I I really enjoyed it. But I think the reason why it works so well is that it's a short film. Yeah. And if I could see this sort of film being made into a feature film, and it wouldn't work as well because you, there's only so far you can stretch that that sort of yeah that concept concept yeah. And um, again with Unfriended, did you see Unfriended? No, I didn't see it. Yeah. Um, I, it just about pulls it off, but inevitably they're going to make more. Yeah, and uh, so easy to make. Yeah, so little money. Yeah, and, and it did really well. Yeah, uh, but it wouldn't work. No, but that's unfriended. I mean, in regards to selfie, yeah, I agree with you. I think the length was perfect for the concept. Yeah, and it is interesting how one technology can become a, a storytelling device in these sort of films as well. And it'd be interesting to see what other films do that, and if they can sustain it over a feature length type film um, I guess if I was going to throw some criticism at Selfie I would say that uh, these are kind of more personal things actually more than bad things about the film but I think um, the scary little girl with the long black hair over her face which is a slight spoiler um, is kind of a thing that's been overdone Yeah, it's like the go to monster of choice for some people and again this is a really personal one but I'm so sick of stupid people in horror films making stupid decisions if you see a ghost, get out of the house. Run away. Do not go up dark stairs into a dark room. Run. Run, you stupid people. Run. And I think the problem is that's a that's a genre trope. Like I know, but like, that, I, a lot of horror films would end very quickly if they didn't do stupid things. No, I reckon you could do it. I reckon there's a way to do it. Yeah. It's just the same with action films and like quick cutting. I think yeah. you could make a really good action film using just long takes but and long shots I think all I mean one of the things that maybe um, I'd be interested to hear from the director about this Jeff Harmer yes yeah, hashtag podcast peep hopefully uh, about I thought that what was interesting about Selfie uh, is that there's that parallel I kind of thought well good you know like there's there's it's I think there's a sort of a satirical element of people being so self-obsessed and taking selfies uh, and that shit's going to catch up with you. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I, I, I don't know, maybe uh, maybe that I'm bringing my own prejudice of, like, loathe, the selfie loathing that I have. I mean, I have to be honest, I have taken selfies myself, but you see a lot of selfies of people pouting and showing their tits off uh, and uh, and you j- on the online and you just think oh, those... do you dumb is that what you see when you go online but, but you know what i mean do you go to titsoutselfie.com as well yeah <laughs> that's probably a real site isn't it probably yeah, yeah. 
Um, but do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I thought yeah. that, that that was quite an ingenious idea there of... Uh, well, some of the best horror is satirical as well. Yeah. They, they use the, the monsters and the ghosts and stuff as a way of you know representing something else. And uh, yeah, you're right, actually. I think that's something that I missed, but I think that definitely is something that runs through Selfie. Yeah. Um, so yeah, thank you, Jeff, for sending it to us. There will be a link in the description where people could go and watch the film. Uh, and I would highly recommend that you do it, not Definitely. just because it's Halloween, but it's an interesting concept and a well-made film. Yeah, brilliant. Well, we come to that part of the podcast where every week one of us will present the other one with some sort of film or filmmaking question. And this week, Dom, guess whose turn it is? Um, is it the scary girl with the long hair that's behind you? Yes, yes it is. But I'm not going to talk to her right now. I'm just going to ignore her and run away at some point. Why don't you take a selfie? <laughs> And say hi. <laughs> okay, well, as this is the Halloween episode... I may have mentioned that, yes. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wanted to talk to you, and you sort of hinted at this already, mm-hmm. um, but I want to talk to you about, or ask you, and talk to you, uh, about the things that really creep you out in horror. Like, are there any particular mm. triggers that you have? Um, so, for example, uh, with my uh, partner, uh, I one, one time I took her to a cabin in the middle of nowhere and we watched Kill List uh, and uh, she's never uh, forgiven me for that because she has a, a real fear of Satanism so uh, <laughs> I, and uh, I'd forgotten about that so, one conveniently so uh, that was obviously a trigger for her mm. I'm very wary of watching satanic films with her now especially when you're in a cabin in the woods yeah, yeah. Uh, so are there any particular triggers for you and um, do you think that as a filmmaker you are still able to suspend disbelief with horror yes absolutely I am um, in all films really as well you know I can buy a lot of different like fantasy and superhero type things but yeah especially horror I have a real overactive imagination um, and I think about things a lot when I'm in a dark room by myself. Um, What do you think about? Well, we won't go there. Um, But in terms of your question, um, yeah, so I think we've discovered that uh, any shots of, lingering shots of scary things I don't like. Um, But funny you mentioned Kill List because I was going to mention that as well. That... Because Kill List isn't necessarily a horror film, but throughout... That's what I said. That's what I said when I was showing the film in the no, cabin in no, the no, woods. No, 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 you're a bad boyfriend. Uh, <laughs> but, like, that always that underlining feeling of uneasiness. And whether that's, like, a feeling or if it's done with score or something like that, just that feeling that something's scratching on the surface. It just, you know, something's crawling in your skin trying to get out. That's That's something that bothers me but also I guess I kind of like that because it, that's you know when someone affects you like that that they're, they're doing the film's doing its job it's, it's getting to you on a personal level so yeah if there's something that's not just quite right and it's just under the surface but you know it's there and it's just out of your eyeliner you can feel it like crawling and scraping and gnawing at you that's uh, that's one thing I don't like what about you I uh, I don't find a lot of horror films that scary um, not because I'm uh, a butch man <laughs> but because I'm probably 
emotionally dead inside. Uh, <laughs> this is going well. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. Um, but I guess I feel similar to you that um, I don't get freaked out by the sort of obvious stuff of, you know, people getting stabbed up and or like monsters and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, it is the psychological stuff uh, that that kind of messes with my head. Um, and a lot of films that have kind of freaked me out haven't wouldn't necessarily be classed as horror films uh, traditionally. You know, they're not t- traditionally uh, horror genre. But I would argue that they have horror elements to mm. them. So, uh, for example, Dead Man's Shoes. Yeah. Uh, or oh, we watched that together. Do you remember yeah, that night? Yeah. Mm. Uh, it's a really... But again, it's it's not horror. It's not strictly horror, but it's there are horror elements there, and mm. it's really psychologically disturbing. It's a really unsettling film. I think the thing is, uh, the I think the human mind is far more disturbing than any monster that we create, uh, and it's the films that delve into the real darkness of the human soul mm. that really mess with my head irreversible is another film mm. that i it, it, it leaves me feeling really uncomfortable um any film by david lynch does as well uh sort of particularly sort of mulholland drive and i love all of these films oh, sorry i can't shaking i can't stop shaking because i'm so scared. scared i'm so scared we should be podcasting in the dark that would be too scary. That would be what we, should, what we should have done is what we should have had a, a circle of candles, like in a, some sort of satanic ritual. Like a pentangle one out as well. Yeah. And a yeah. Ouija board. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then we could have called the demon spirits of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I think that is us. Whoa. Next year. Next year we'll do that. Um, Speak to me. Getting back Speak on track. Speak to me. <laughs> Uh, I thought it might be a good time uh, with that question to incorporate a question from Twitter from our friend Mr. Ross T. Miller. Oh, yeah. He's um, pretty much the third podcaster, I feel. Yeah, we're going to have to get him on the show at some point. We as will. Well. We um, will. So he asked, uh, are there any films that were so scary that you had to turn them off? Which I think leads quite ne- uh, nicely into what you've been saying. Yeah, there is, actually. I There's one... There's a David Lynch film called Inland Empire, which... Uh, I saw at the cinema and I think it's the best sort of film to see at the cinema because in the cinema you're less you, you don't have the ability to switch something off and it's like basically it's a really tough watch it's like a three hour nightmare this film it's 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 the most extreme David Lynch film there is uh, and it's just completely plotless and in utterly like horrifically insane so watching it I came out sort of traumatised when I saw it at the cinema, uh, and then for some reason I decided to buy it on DVD <laughs> uh, and watch it on DVD. And I started watching it on DVD. I I can I can carry on with it, not because because not only is, it's not because it's really there's just some Im- there's certain images that are really um just really unpleasant that just really freak like people like jumping out in front of the camera and doing like crazy stuff that sort of freaks you out uh, but also it's very slow and quite boring isn't it, it like four hours long as well it's about three hours long it's really 
boring, it's really long, it's very experimental, and it's really weirdly uncomfortable and terrifying. It's a really weird film. It's just, there's I can't even begin to describe it. it even by Lynch's standards, it's weird. Uh, but I couldn't sit through it on a DVD, but I, at the cinema I could because you have to sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. But I will go back and see if I can sit through it at some point. Uh, I'm not going to be here when you do. Yeah. Mm. We're watching that next. <laughs> well, for myself, I can, there's probably nothing specifically comes to mind, but I know for a fact there's many a night if I've been home alone and I've just been flicking through the telly and I'd be like, oh, look, a poltergeist is on, or but, oh, look, uh, in, um, uh, Insidious is on, or something like that. I'd be like, these are films that I've watched with people before and I've quite enjoyed. I'm going to watch them again. And then, like, no, I can't. I can't do it. I don't know what it is. It's just, I think it is that part of my brain that just creates all these things. And in, in my logical side, I'm like, no, it's just a film, it's makeup, it's not real. And then there's other part that is like, Yes it is, they're gonna get you, all the monsters are gonna get you And it's just that that part takes over and I just I can't deal with it. So there's um many, many times just flicking through late night TV when I've started watching something and I've been like, No, done now and run upstairs to get into bed and close my eyes really tight so they can't see me and if they can't see me and I can't see them everything will be alright. So thanks, Ross. Thanks for that question. It <laughs> went quite nicely. Well, just before we finish, um, speaking of horror films, we made a film which is a slight gothic horror film a couple of weeks ago. We, you may have listened to our last episode, which was uh, us talking about the whole production, and uh, quite a good episode, if I do say so myself. Um, but since then, we've had the chance to watch the footage back of everything that we shot over across the weekend. So I thought it might be quite nice to talk about our little horror film. Yeah. Did you feel scared watching it? No. Why is only, that? Only about the amount of sleep that I lost. Yeah, that was quite that scary. That was terrifying. And the bit where you fell asleep at the wheel, that was pretty <laughs> terrifying, because you could have died. We don't need to bring that up every week. We do. Um, so, but, uh, we are quite happy with what we saw, I think. Yeah, I think the thing is, and this sort of links back into what we were discussing before, I think a lot of film, you know, films and primarily made in the edit suite uh, and uh, horror definitely being an example of that I think that the way that w- the way we choose to edit it and the way that we choose to use sound uh, which is a major part of what makes horror films scary uh, will just add a whole new level to it but f- just judging the rushes of their own back I'm very very happy um, it looks beautiful uh it was shot on the black magic ursa uh which is a lovely camera and it just looks really cinematic and fantastic uh i'm really pleased performance wise yeah, performances are all great um, that comes across well because when you're there and you can hear them and see them yeah you, you can see they're good but it's all about how it looks on the screen yeah and how characters play off each other yeah and everyone was just fantastic yeah I'm really happy with that yeah and it's just I mean, just I saw a sort of what you call a, uh, not even a rough cut, a kind of uh, a very rough, a rough, rough cut. A rough, rough cut. Yeah, rough, a dog, rough. A dog cut. Rough, rough cut. Uh, and already, although there's still loads, loads more to do with it, I can already see the film coming together and thinking, oh, yeah, this is, this is what I wanted, this sort of atmosphere. It's coming together and it's really sort of, 
reminded me of why I wanted to do it and what you know what inspired me in the first place. So uh, hopefully uh, it will be as good as as we feel that it will be at the moment. <laughs> I think it will be. Yeah. This is why I like editing is that excitement of seeing it all come together. Yeah. But as before we start editing in a small dark room for you know six weeks and I don't like the editing. But at the moment I'm excited. So uh, yeah, more news on Siren Spay as and when we have it. Yeah. We'll keep the hashtag podcast peeps up to date. Well, that's it for another week. Uh, thank you so much for listening. If you did, uh, we hope we didn't bore you to death. death. Uh, 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 uh. it's halloween uh you can uh get all our previous episodes uh free of charge on our soundcloud page and if you're that way inclined uh please do consider subscribing to us and leaving a review on itunes because the more people we get to do that the higher up in the charts we appear and that means the more independent artists we can support and showcase their work uh, we also have a website, which is justaridefilms.co.uk. Lots of uh, awesome, fun, magical stuff on there. Yep. Our Facebook is facebook.com slash justaridefilms, at justaridefilms on the Twitter. Dom, what is your personal Twitter account? It's at scaryman. It's not, though, is it? No, it's not. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, at Dom... Scary man. <laughs> and I am at Thompson underscore film. <laughs> I've got a note here that just says end on something scary, but I think you've pretty much covered that. <laughs> we'll see you next time for a regular non-scary episode. Bye. Creepy, <laughs> monster walking up the stairs, coming into your bedroom and saying, I'm Mick Hucknall. <laughs> <laughs>